Welcome to the show. This is the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 37 of the Below the Yellow Line podcast. The podcast where me and your co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. I am Samuel Stubbs, and Emily is with me tonight. Why don't you go ahead and tell all the good people hello, Emily? Hello. <laughs> hope hope you're good people. Um, yes. We only allow good people to watch the podcast. <laughs> listen to it. We we don't watch podcasts around here. We don't. We don't. Yeah. We do not. If we're you're, not, we're not that weird. We we are not that weird. Although the podcast is on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. Uh, that was a great. I know that was unintentional, but that was a fantastic segue, Emily. Un- I appreciate that. Commercial. Exactly. Unintentional. Uh, shameless. Uh, advert. Um, yesterday's race at Kansas was completely boring. Nothing happened, especially post-race on Pitt Road. Emily was very disappointed with the result. And if you can't tell, this is very obviously sarcasm. Denny Hamlin <laughs> gets the win. Um, on yeah, a move, on a move that, uh, some consider fair, some consider foul. Um, it, it's interesting to me, the, the people that, uh, well, I'm not going to say that. I feel like if this would have been the other way around, then a lot less people would have been complaining. Um, I'm just yeah. saying. People tend... <laughs> As a Jimmy fan, I don't think it was right. It wasn't clean. I wish he had passed him clean. Yeah, and I, I do too. Like As a racing fan, I wish it would have been clean. And I, I know it, it was slightly avoidable, but it, I've seen a lot of people using this rationale as, the, as Denny's side of the argument, and I completely agree what do you want Denny to do? Do you want him to check up? Do you want him to check up and stay off Larson and likely lose his chance to win the race? It's the last lap. I mean, if this was like and if, 25 and to if go. And you got the momentum, you got the momentum to give him a little, a little push, you've got the momentum to win. Exactly, yeah. Denny had the At momentum. The end of the day. Yeah, Larson was in the wall. Denny had the momentum. Yeah. Uh, and... I mean, he could have gotten off the gas, but again, he's likely, I don't know if he's completely throwing away his shot to win, but his chance to win greatly diminishes if he does not, um, you know, if he if he does get off the gas there. So, Larson didn't seem too upset, and that's my, that's kind of my precedent for if we should be really upset and move or not. Now, that doesn't justify a wrong move or what we gauge as a wrong move. There are times, like, Tyler Reddick at Bristol Dirt last year, AJ Allmendinger at Circuit of the Americas last year, where a guy gets completely hosed, a guy gets run over, and they are just cool as a cucumber, and I respect them a ton for that. I mean, that means they are very classy. Um, That doesn't justify those moves, but most of the time, I think, at least what I go by, is if a driver is not necessarily very upset about what what wrong was done to them that I don't think fans should be all up in arms. And I know that doesn't work 100% of the time, but that's my rationale. That's my judgment on stuff like that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I know your driver obviously won, Emily. I know you got to be happy about that, but what was your thought on on the move? What was your, you know, what is your thought on, on uh, I, I don't want to say the morality because, I mean, it's, it's racing, um, but just, I guess, the ethics of, of the last lap move. Yeah, I mean, again, I wish he wouldn't have done it. I don't necessarily think it's wrong. I just think it's kind of on the poor side of being classy and racing with um, integrity um, and just 
trying to be respectful of others. So, that said, he's not the only one. I mean, intentional or not, that, that move can happen anyway. I, um, I know if you watched the show, you saw that I did not get to see the whole race, unfortunately. So, I was like, you know, this is one I'm going to go back and watch. And so, I started it just a bit ago. And I still finish it, but I, um, talking about just the last 20 laps because that's what I had seen. But now, watching the first few laps, I mean, Reddick did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, Reddick spun Larson early. Yeah. Like lap four or five. Poor poor Larson started his race and ended his race the same way. Um, (laughs) He really did, didn't he? I didn't even think about that. He he did. He was sideways. He started it and ended it. He's probably just like, well, that was meant to be today. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I like I say, I wish it was clean, but I don't necessarily feel like it had... Um, I don't think the intent was there. No, no, Not no. that it wasn't intentional, but it was just a racing move. It wasn't yeah. like, I want to smash Larson's wall. Because people do that. Mm-hmm. Ryan Priest. Um, yeah. Spot uh, on, though. Crash Baby. But... <laughs> to pass him was was there the intent to maybe not do it super clean because it was a move there but it wasn't like a oh i want him to lose let's smash the guy let's make sure his car is trash um and let's just ruin his chances of anything that's not what happened exactly i i think there is a difference between a move uh, like what Denny made and a move, say, that like Joey Logano made last year in the Darlington Spring Race. Um, if you remember, Emily, that was the race where it was Byron leading, uh, going into turns three and four with two laps to go, Joey Logano in second, and Logano d- just punted him out of the way. I mean, it, it wasn't like yesterday where, you know, Larson was in the wall and, and that's what, you know, him checking up, you know, that's why Denny got it in the back of him. It was Joey Logano driving through William Byron. And the thing that stuck out to me, the thing that made me think of that yesterday was Denny in his post-race interview said, I'm glad the five was able to finish. Kyle Larson, though, there was some luck that played into it into having guys like Byron, Bubba, Chastain four seconds back still finish second. His car was beat yeah. up, obviously. He didn't get the win. But the thing with William Byron last year at Darlington, he finished 13th. His car was destroyed when he went into the wall because Logano just punted him. Um, and, I mean, he finished 13th rather than 2nd. You know, he didn't even have a top yeah. 5 to console him. Kyle Larson did. And I know that doesn't make it any better. I mean, a win is, no. like, this. you know, a win is a win. Like, he was just like tap, tap, scooch over, dude, versus in the other scenario you're talking about, like, a... Peace out. I don't care what happens to you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going for the win. And I think that's that's also just a difference in driving styles. Now, not to say Denny Hamlin is always the cleanest guy out there. He's not. But then again, no. neither is Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. Neither is anybody, really. I mean, I, there there's a there's there's different types of levels of aggression. You have your well, Ross Chastain is in a, a tier of his own. Then you have your you know your Joey Logano's, the guys that. Your, your Kyle Bushes, you know, the guys that they're not like Ross Chastain that they will do anything to win. They will race you with respect if you race them with respect. Um, and going back to Logano, he feel like Byron put him in the wall on a restart. Um, and that's that's why he made the move with the severity that he made the move with. But um, th- there certainly are different levels of aggression that, that different drivers have. And I think in this case... I mean, yeah, I think you're right. It, it, you know, it didn't look like, hey, Scooch, move over. You know, he did 
turn him almost 90 degrees, but that was a circumstance of the circumstances. Um, you know, you hear all the time when people are, uh, critiquing movies, you know, the number one, it's always funny to me cause you know, it's kind of like a, a no duh, you know, no really moment. Uh, when people always say like plot convenience, it's like, that's what this was. It was convenient. It was circumstantial of what happened. Um, you know, Kyle Larson checked up, got into the wall. Denny Hamlin got into him last year at Darlington. It, it wasn't circumstantial. Joey Logano made up his mind, said, hey, I'm going to drive right through the 24. I do not care what happens. I'm going to win this race. Um, now, would Denny do that move over again to win? Yeah, probably so. Uh, but so would a lot of other guys in the field. I mean, you, Denny Hamlin, I mean, NASCAR fans are hypocritical. That's something that you immediately know once you look at one bit of NASCAR social media, especially regarding certain drivers. Um, but, you know, you, you can literally point out any driver and say, oh, they're over-aggressive, so-and-so would never do this, and you can look up a clip and say, so-and-so did do that. So what, I, what I'm trying to say here... ...for a reason, they know how to make moves and they know how to win. Exactly. I mean, it's not like, you know, you go look at some of the classified, like, good guys, like the Saints of NASCAR. You look at the Richard Petties. Yeah, Mark Martin. You look at the Richard Petties, the David Pearsons. Now, those guys, and deservedly so, have a very clean driving record. I can't even think of a moment where, say, like, a Mark Martin wronged somebody on the racetrack. But there was at least one moment. Even if there was only two or three ever, there was at least one. Every driver has had that over-aggressive moment. And so to pick, you know, to cherry-pick out Denny Hamlin chase elliott kyle larson and say oh there's the first time somebody's ever done that no there are circumstances where some people take it to the extreme and yes it is the first time someone's ever done something that egregious yesterday was not one of those i mean kyle larson has put chase elliott in the wall for two wins last year chase elliott has dumped people before denny hamlin previous to yesterday had dumped people before william byron had dumped people before Everybody in this race has wrecked somebody inadvertently or intent, you know, intentionally. It's a part of racing. I mean, that's literally all it is. And I think some people are really degrading a great race yesterday with this argument. So that's my opinion on it. Um, I'm sorry for rambling on Emily, but but I, I do think there no, there's a lot of different circumstances so next we are going to take a look at the results of yesterday's advent health 400 at kansas see who the top finishers were there was a few of them that had good runs that really really needed them starting off on this result sheet first i do want to take a look at uh the stage winners so denny hamlin obviously won the race but he also won stage one and early on in this race it looked like ty gibbs could have a shot to win martin truex maybe could go back to back um, but the thing that was interesting to me in this race is that it really did get completely flipped on its head. Stage one, you had six Toyotas, first of all, in the top seven, but second of all, in the top ten in the stage. In stage number two, however, Joey Logano was, so the top six stayed out, they played strategy, or no, the top eight stayed out in stage two, but then, look at the guys here, you still have Denny and Bubba, but you have Larson. Elliot William Byron, who was two laps down early in this race, somehow made his way back up there. Ross Chastain. It was very similar to last week at Dover, where even though it wasn't a manufacturer moving through the field, uh, you know, last week at Dover, it was a few drivers. You know, 
when you have a NASCAR race that has natural comers and goers through green flag racing and not just pitch strategy, that's when you know you have a good race because it means guys A are able to pass and B it means there's not just like three or four completely dominant cars. Now I do think the best four or five cars yesterday finished in the top five, but they had adversity to face. They weren't just running in clean air all day. But Emily, um, Denny Hamlin gets his first win of the year, locks himself into the playoffs. He said before Martinsville on his podcast, Actions Detrimental, that he thought the 11 team was about to go on a run. Well, they finished fourth at Martinsville. They ran pretty good at Talladega, finished towards the back due to fuel. At Dover, I believe he was top five and now a win. Denny Hamlin has indeed gone on a bit of a winning streak in Darlington. And the Coke 600, both places he's won before. And then the All-Star Race. Of course, nobody in the cup field's ever raced in North Wilkesboro. But the All-Star Race, short tracks. Denny is great at short tracks. This could be a month where he legitimately wins every race. Like, he, he could go 5 for 5 or 4 for 4, I guess, in the month of May. Uh, what were your thoughts on his win on his race yesterday? It wasn't completely, you know, smooth sailing, perfect. I mean, he wasn't like he dominated. He only led 34 laps. But first one of the no. year and a big yeah. one for Denny Hamlin. Yeah, I think it was a good one for him. I hope this kind of sets his momentum to continue. Um, like I say, uh, he has had some good races lately, so hopefully that just continues. And I, while he's walking, I'd love to see him really um, – continue to make great strides this season just because I feel like and I've said it before many seasons ago he is so due for a championship <laughs> like he is it's it's time Denny like he's got to make it happen so if this is going to be his championship year he's got to start making more moves so I want to see it continue yeah it feels like I mean, he has had so many chances to win a championship, and I, I've harped on this a lot. Some of it for jokes, some of it seriously. This is a seriously moment, but Denny Hamlin has had a lot of chances to win a Cup Series championship. 2010 spins out in the finale when he had a chance to break Jimmy Johnson's streak. 2014, first year of the Final Four, he makes it in, but he has a bad pit stop late. Uh, 2019, car overheats when he's in the championship four on the final pit stop. 2020, didn't have the speed. 2021, didn't have the speed. And then last year, he's going to make the championship four, and then Ross Chastain pulls the Hail Melon and eliminates Denny Hamlin in about the most Denny Hamlin way possible. And then this year, when it looked like Denny Hamlin just was going to have like a year that Kevin Harvick had in 2021, I thought he might go winless. They did not have winning speed. He goes out, wins yesterday, had, three, had now four really good races in a row, where they've shown winning speed each and every week, and, and this is a chance for him to go on a tear. Um, I think he's 39, 40 years old, but I think he is showing that, hey, he's still at maybe not the complete top of his game, but he is very close to it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he won the championship this year or next year or the year after that. There isn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Denny Hamlin won a championship. It's just the fact that I'm skeptical of it because he's had. A million chances and he he is yet to capitalize on it but i every any year can be every year can be the year that denny hamlin wins the championship it's just a matter of the stars aligning and we'll see if they do this season uh if you would emily talk a little bit about kyle larson um finished second yesterday i believe he led more laps than anybody yesterday with 85 or very close to it anyway um so his stat line this year emily is very very interesting 
So with yesterday's second place finish, he has five. Here is well, he has two wins. He has five top tens on the season. All of those top tens are his five top fives. And I'm going to run through some races now. Daytona, top ten, gets wrecked on the final lap. Auto Club blows an engine early. Las Vegas looks like he's in control late, and then a caution comes out. Phoenix looks like he's in control late, gets passed by Kevin Harvick. Caution comes out. He can't capitalize. Atlanta running second when the winner blows a tire and wrecks right in front of him. Coda gets spun out like twice. Um, Bristol Dirt, you know, running up front and then gets spun and then gets wrecked by Ryan Priest. Um, then you look at the races where he hasn't had stuff go wrong. Well, Talladega, he gets, he gets wrecked. You look at Richmond, what did he do at Richmond? Well, he won. You look at Martinsville, what did he do at Martinsville? Well, he won. You look at Dover, he gets Ross Chastained. You look at yesterday's race at Kansas, and he, he does get wrecked. Denny Hamlin moves him on the last lap. It's not, it's been checkers or wreckers this year for Kyle Larson, or checkers or top five. Um, he legit could have won six or seven races this year. And if he doesn't have stuff go wrong, getting wrecked, blown engines, he probably has like 10 or 11 top 10s, 7 or 8 top 5s. His stat line would be incredible. This is as close to 2021 Kyle Larson if we've seen him uh-huh. in that like year span since 2021 Kyle Larson ended. He's really good right now. He's really confident. But what do you think yesterday's race says about him and his season going forward? Because he looked really good yesterday, just couldn't quite cap it off with a win. Yeah, I mean, this definitely shows, like, he is a champion. Like, he just is. Um, and he's a guy that you you got to make those moves. you got to tip him and send him in the wall if uh, <laughs> you're going to beat him. He, he can win anything he tries to, truly. Mm-hmm. So, um that's someone you got to watch out for. I, I look back on the 2021 season and his domination and just, like, I'm in awe continuously of it because, I mean, it was just, like, the season of Kyle. And so, you know, he, he hasn't necessarily gotten um, worse or anything. He's still a fantastic racer. I think his luck has changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's just had some situations that were out of his control. So. Absolutely, yeah. Luck has changed for the worse, and yet he's still able to win, you know, two races. Um, it is funny you say that, though, because I'm thinking back to that 2021 championship race, and we all remember it for Kyle Larson, you know, capping off that incredible season. But late in that race, it was actually Martin Truex, who had, I believe, like an 8, 9, 10th lead over Kyle Larson. And if a caution doesn't come out for David Starr late in that race, then Kyle Larson may not win that championship. But he did. Um, his pit crew helped a lot in that, but I mean, there was some luck that played into that. And now you look at this year where Kyle Larson seems to be at that level again, at least driving wise, and his luck is awful. I mean, how many, how much stuff can go? It's almost like Bubba last year. It's like every race that he hasn't run well in or hasn't finished well in rather it's been, it hasn't been because he hasn't had speed or because of a driver error. It's been because he's either been getting driven through or his engine is exploding. I mean, literally, that that's you can look at the seven races this year where he hasn't finished in the top five, and it's all that. I mean, it's wrecks. It's blown engines. It's other drivers' errors. And, you know, I, I don't know how he's – I mean, I know, he's, I know he's won two races this year, and I know he's been so fast, but I'd be pulling my hair out if I had the luck Kyle Larson did this year. 
Um, but I, I do like your point, Emily, of saying that he hasn't regressed or anything like that. He's still the same Kyle Larson. He didn't look like it last year, but he is now. And another, you know, a full year of experience with the next-gen car. And I heard Chris Gapart, Denny Scucci, say this yesterday. He said, Denny Hamlin just beat the most talented race car driver in the world. What does that say about Denny Hamlin? And it's the fact that other competitors, competitors that just beat Kyle Larson, say that about him. That lets you know that, hey, this guy probably is the most talented race car driver in the world. One of the most talented athletes to their profession in the world. And that level of respect is not something many people get. And it's something Kyle Larson absolutely deserves. And races like yesterday proved that. He spun on lap four or five. How many drivers can be leading with a half a lap to go that spun early in the race? How many? Probably only one. Kyle Larson, yeah, if maybe Chase Elliott, maybe Denny, maybe Kyle Busch, but that's it. I mean, that, that's a very short list. Uh, you also have William Byron, his teammate in third, who was two laps down early. William Byron just finds a way to keep getting good finishes this year. Bubba in fourth, great race for Bubba. He's now only two points out of the playoffs, and uh, this was a race that he really needed to run well in. I was really hoping for a win. I thought this might be a good chance, but... I'm really confident about Darlington and Charlotte for him as well. And he's also running the truck races at both Darlington and Charlotte. Or, no, wait. I said no. Sorry. North Wilkesboro and Darlington. Bubba's running the truck races. My bad. Uh, Ross Chastain in fifth. Obviously, we'll talk about him a little bit later. He was the source of much, uh, well, a lot of memes, obviously. Joey Logano in sixth. Played some strategy. Won stage two. Chase Elliott in seventh. Great race for him. Emily, uh, his second top ten in four races coming back. Finishes of, what, 11th, 10th, 12th and 7th coming back. That's pretty solid. And race 5 was the race that Kyle Busch won his first race back in, coming back from his leg injury, the year he won the championship in 2015. And I've compared Chase Elliott's year this year to 2015 a lot. But Chase Elliott can absolutely go on that run. Race 5, Darlington, not a racetrack that Elliott's necessarily been great at. Um, but he, he's one of the few drivers that can truly win like anywhere on the circuit. Martin Truex in 8th, Tyler Reddick in ninth. I picked Reddick to win. I was expecting a little more out of him than we got. Austin Dillon, a much-needed top 10. Kevin Harvick, named to the 75 greatest drivers list today in 11th. Stenhouse continues his solid year in 12th. Almirola was 13th when he spun and rebounded to finish in 13th. A.J. Allmendinger, decent run in 14th. Torres in 15th had a speeding penalty late, and that kind of ended his chances at a top 5. Blaney, 16th. Busher, 17th. Haley, 18th. Kozlowski, 19th. Corey LaJoy, another solid day in 20th. Eric Jones, 21st. Ty Dillon, 22nd. Yaley, 23rd. Todd Gilland coming, uh, crashing back down to earth after a fantastic month of April in 24th. Josh Berry actually looked like a sub today in 25th. Michael McDowell, 26th. Ryan Priest continues to have a terrible season. Started 28th, finished 27th. Brennan Poole, 28th. Noah Gregson, 29th. Um... Harrison Burton in 30th, Austin Sendrick 31st, Chase Briscoe had a terrible day, Sendrick and Briscoe both had tire issues, um, 31st and 32nd respectively, Josh Balicki in 33rd, Ty Gibbs in 34th, Kyle Busch 35th, Christopher Bell 36th, the last three there all wrecked. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to see it yet, Emily, but uh, there was a lot of chaos yesterday, especially in ta uh, in Stage 2. It claimed Eric Amarola, Kyle Busch, Christopher Bell, Ty Gibbs. What did you think about all the calamity we saw at Kansas yesterday, which Kansas has been wild for a while now, but I don't know if it's ever been as wild as it was yesterday. Yeah, so I haven't really gotten that far. I just started Stage 2. 
Um, and half of that's been while we've been on, so I haven't been super focused well, on it. Stage two is where but it's at, though. <laughs> this is what I'm excited to do. I kind of had the stage one on in the background because I'm like, you know, I know um, stage one went went green pretty much, and so stage two was really what I was looking for. So no thoughts yet. I'm excited to see the action. You know, I love love it when crashes happen. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of them. There will be uh, no shortage of entertainment uh, for you. Anybody on the results sheet, Emily, that, that really uh, impressed you? Anybody that surprised you with how poorly they ran? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I'm thrilled for Denny to get his <laughs> win. Hopefully just his first win of the season, but happy that he got it. And, you know, honestly, I am kind of surprised that that happened. I wasn't really expecting it just because I've had such hope that has not happened this season. So, Yeah, I was impressed with Denny. Um, I thought it might be one of the cars that he owns or Kyle Larson getting the win, but Denny Hamlin, I forgot, with his win yesterday, his fourth at Kansas, and it's a relatively new track. It only had his first race, it, its first race back in 2001. But Denny Hamlin is now the all-time wins leader at Kansas Speedway, so that's a cool accolade for him to own. Um, but again, like watch, he will brag about it. <laughs> watch out for Denny Hamlin because he is here. He has arrived. He is coming. There will be, there is no end in sight of the reign of terror that Denny Hamlin is likely about to enact on the field. Now, aside from the great racing and the wrecks and the fantastic finish, there was one thing post race yesterday that had everybody talking. And that of course, uh, was the fight between Noah Gregson and Ross Chastain. I said uh, last night on the YouTube post-race show that it's the first time in a while I can remember a legit... And I, Gregson didn't really get a chance to throw a punch back, um, but it's the first time in a while I can remember a legit fist fight happening in a cup race. Now, there's been plenty of brawls in the truck and Xfinity series, um, and I may be forgetting something, or if something did slip my mind, you know, tell us in the comments, but uh, the first time in a long time I can remember... A Cup Series fistfight post-race. The last time, maybe 2017 Las Vegas between uh, Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. But it's been a, a good while but since we've seen like a legit fight break out. And, uh, you know, I've seen all the angles of it. It sounded like a really good pop that Gregson landed on Noah Gregson. I don't, I'm not, Gregson, you know, one of his sponsors is Wendy's. He might be on a Frosty's only diet. He might not be able to eat solid food because either all his teeth are knocked out or his jaw is broken, which I haven't heard any of those um, rumors or anything yet, but uh, it, it, Chastain landed a pretty pretty solid right hook. Um, what were your thoughts on the fight, Emily? And, and just for context, it sounded like Chastain put Gregson in the wall a little bit earlier, just kind of didn't give him space, and what a surprise, Ross Chastain wronged somebody else. But what do you think about the fight? Who do you think was in the right? And if you've seen the video of it yet, who do you think won the fight between Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson? <laughs> Listen, I was watching it live. Um... Here's the deal. If they were going to fight, Kyle Larson should have been slamming Denny in the freaking wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, guys. We're fighting over something stupid here. Uh, so, I don't know. I thought it was funny. It was entertaining. I don't really care who was right or wrong. Yeah, it's always... It it's always 
it, it is always fun to me, especially when like a fight interrupts a post-race interview, like it did Larson. He like you could see him like brighten oh, yeah. up when he saw that. He started smiling, and Denny he didn't even know about the fight till uh, the post-race until he was in the post-race media center. And uh, reporter Bob Pockers from Fox Sports showed him the video, and Denny Denny was laughing. And Ross Chastain actually did come up and congratulate Denny Hamlin. So whatever talk they've had recently. Uh, regarding, I guess, more amicable behavior between the two has obviously worked. Um, at yeah. least this week it did. Um, I think Chastain well, won that just fight. For the TV. Yeah, probably so. I think Ross Chastain won the fight. I know Gregson didn't really get a chance to fight back, and I do always hate it when security, like these big, muscular, like six foot eight, two hundred fifty pound guys, step into the middle of these fights. Um, it's a shame because I want to see them play. Obviously, I don't want anybody to get seriously hurt. You know, I don't want a driver to legit break a bone or anything like that. But can you imagine, like, 1979 Daytona, can you imagine if a security guard got in the middle of the Kale Yarbrough-Donnie Allison fight? Can you imagine if they got in the middle of the fights between uh, Kevin Harvick and Juan Pablo Montoya or Jeff Gordon oh, yeah, and Matt I, Kenseth? I remember those days, you know. You know. Back in the yeah. mid two thousand or the night the nineteen seventy nine when I remember vividly watched that one live, um, yeah. but see I mean think about that I mean the nineteen seventy nine fight between Yarbrough and Allison that's an iconic that's one of the most iconic moments in NASCAR history that moment alone uh, helped propel NASCAR to national stardom I mean I'm not saying that this fight would have done so but it might have gotten a few trendings on social media. Um, might have done some stuff like that, which is always good for the sport, but I wish they would have let the fight play out, because I think Gregson would have had a chance at Ross, I really do, but, <clears throat> mm, excuse me, I don't really see Ross Chastain as the type of guy that would be throwing haymakers, but he threw a pretty good one at, at uh, Noah Gregson, and it, it landed, um, for sure. Uh, next, here on Below the Yellow Line, we're going to take a look at the point standings following Kansas, and then, well, that'll probably be it for us. So taking a look at the NASCAR Cup Series standings after Kansas. Now, the biggest thing to me that changed, now obviously Denny's locked in the playoffs. That's all well and good. Alex Bowman is still technically in. He will be out after Darlington. Uh, I believe he is, let's see, he is technically right now plus, uh, ma -ma -ma -ma, plus 17. So, you know, solid. Um, but he'll be out after Darlington. Um, I'm hoping, though, that he will be back if he can only be out of the playoffs by one race, if he can be back by the Coke 600, that would be fantastic. I don't care if he runs the All-Star race or not. I'd love to see him in it, but it's an exhibition. doesn't matter for points. Um, but Ross Chastain takes over the regular season points lead. Um, or I guess he already had it. He had it by three over Christopher Bell heading into the weekend, and now it's by 31. So Ross Chastain uh, definitely widened that gap. However... And I said this last night, for all the talk he talks, for all the people he makes mad, Ross Chastain still has not won a race this year, and not in over a year. But he's still 151 points to the good in the playoffs. However, the nine guys that have won now include Emily's favorite driver, Denny Hamlin, Woo. along with Christopher Bell, Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, Kyle Larson, William Byron, Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Busch, and Joey Logano. The uh, nine drivers have won 12 races. The three drivers to win at multiple races this year, and they've all won two. Kyle Larson, William Byron, and Kyle Busch. The first man that is currently in on points is Mr. Ross Chastain, plus 151. He's not the only one. Triple digits to the good, though. 
That includes the man in his swan song season, Kevin Harvick, plus 105. Ryan Blaney sitting pretty, plus 97. Brad Keselowski, plus 68. Chris Buescher in the exact same spot as he was last week, plus 49. You have Daniel Suarez, plus 6. And the last guy in right now, Mr. Chase Briscoe, because they're already considering Bowman out, uh, plus 2. Then you have Bubba, who is only two points out. Ty Gibbs, minus 16. Michael McDowell, minus 18. Austin Sindrick, minus 25. That's your top 20. As a Bubba fan, he is close. And if he can capitalize, get in next week. Um, obviously, a win would be nice, but just outrun Chase Briscoe. Outrun Daniel Suarez. Outrun Chris Buescher. Outrun the guys that you're facing, and you can get in. Uh, Ty Gibbs yesterday, Dover. Uh, Talladega had fuel issues. Dover... Uh, had fuel issues yesterday though was running top five tie a pencil him in for rookie of the year i wouldn't be surprised if he won before the end of the year he should probably be in the playoffs right now he's just had some stuff go wrong had some bad luck um, but ty gibbs is really impressive uh this season um let's see here oops um uh oops sorry Got it? Okay, LaJoy, minus 30. Gilland, minus 41. Eric Jones, minus 46. So Bowman being out really does tighten up the field a lot. Uh, Almarola, minus 50. Almendinger, minus 55. Haley, minus 59. Priest, minus 76. Chase Elliott, minus 77. Austin Dillon, minus 91. And then three guys are down in the dumps in the triple digits behind the playoff cut line. Mr. Harrison Burton, Mr. Noah Gregson, and Mr. Ty Dillon. Uh, Burton is minus 110. He was actually P11 before he spun, and uh, we had our weekly Harrison Burton caution. I get it's only a second full-time year, and I get people think he's going to be a long-term project, but at what point does saying the guy 31st in points in a Penske car is going to be a long-term project lose merit? I feel like it should have already. I mean, the dude has more DNFs this year combined than he does top fives and top tens combined i mean he's only led 20 laps he has done nothing this year nor last year to impress me and i know i'm probably being too harsh on the guy but good grief dude do something please or this is just sad to watch at this point Noah gregson minus 128 i get he's not in equal equipment to ty gibbs but again pencil gibbs in for rookie of the year unless gregson just goes on a crazy tear uh ty dillon minus 155 just continues to flounder around um, and by the way, breaking news, Ryan Newman will be in the number 50. Well, I don't know if he's going to be the number 51, uh, but it doesn't matter. 15, 51, basically the same thing. Uh, Ryan Newman going to run select cup races this year for Rick Ware. So he's not going to be very competitive, not going to win, but it'll be fun to see. Emily, anybody on that points list uh, impressing you? Anybody disappointing you? And hey, Denny's locked in. Don't have to worry about that anymore. Woo. I mean, the sweet relief I'm feeling this week that he is lost in. So, no, just, just happy. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'll feeling, be feeling... Feeling the joy this week. I'll be feeling really good when Bowman is locked in or Bubba's locked in, or if they're not locked in, I'm just going to be a ball of stress for the next say, 14, like 15 weeks. Um, but we are a third of the way through the season. After next week's race at Darlington, we'll be halfway through the season. And next week, I'll probably be making a video like report cards, first you know, first half of the regular season, how these guys are doing. Um, and I do like that the All-Star race is firmly in the middle of the season. Um, I, I, do, I do appreciate that because it, it, it does kind of separate them. Um, and I'm just excited about the All-Star race in general because it's North Wilkesboro, and I'm just I'm really excited. 
with that, I believe that is uh, that's all we got. Uh, we have been getting a flurry of new support and new uh, downloads and everything like that on the podcast recently, so we do appreciate that. But if you want more coverage from me and Emily, if you want to see my ugly face more, you can go over to the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Apostrophe S Stand. You can find the Below the Yellow podcast there, along with coverage for all three NASCAR National Series. Today's video was a breakdown of uh, last uh, last night's finish and fist fight at Kansas tomorrow on Tuesday. It'll be stat tracking Wednesday, the podcast, and also the first pre-race show of the week. Uh, we'll do a pre, we do pre and post race shows for the truck series, Xfinity series and cup series. And of course, post race shows for truck Xfinity and cup. And you will hear Emily on there like all the time too. So this, uh, more of her. she is there. Um, that is all I have. Emily, any final thoughts? Nope. Just y'all, y'all listeners know that Emily is happy this week. <laughs> Indeed so, we for, do. Thanks for the support. Check out the Spotter Stand YouTube page. We're there also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, all major podcast platforms. Uh, and if you're angry or angry at us, happy at us, or uh, want to sponsor the podcast, well, first, to sponsor, you can reach out on Podcorn. Um, but if you want to email us, below the online podcast at gmail.com. And unless you are, like, uh, sending us, uh, like, spam or uh, bad memes or something like yeah hate mail you know we'll do our best to uh to respond to you so uh we appreciate all the listeners watchers uh, like Just subscribe it may, it may take a while because we get so much fan mail yes that's why my inbox currently has the the hyphen right now instead of like the parentheses it's just it's broken there's so much mail in there um <laughs> but uh yeah like subscribe comment share rate follow you know comment on spotify do all that good stuff um, and we will see you on Wednesday night well, where we will recap Kansas for a little bit. We'll preview Darlington and we'll talk about all the news in the NASCAR Cup Series. Appreciate all you listeners. Me and Emily will catch you later. Goodbye.